you're at least you're like huge into Valentine's. Day. I did love you know, Valentine's. Did you do Day. a thing? Did you it's have a thing? Yeah. What'd you do? Yeah. Well, so we did like a gift exchange this Ooh, weekend okay. because I was working all day Tuesday. Um, so yesterday, kind of our running. Tradition. Wait, wait. Because you're working, you can't do a gift exchange well, on that day. I mean, look, are these pr- like elaborate? It's gifts? a day of gifts. Yeah. Like, Maybe. It's like the 12 days of Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, you make fun of me <laughs> for like a real thing. Right, at least no, it's, uh, yeah. We do get into Valentine's Day. We went to the refuge oh, last yeah? night nice. and it was like all like. Not to Cracker Barrel. Not to Cracker Barrel. Oh, I miss, you guys missed opportunity. On it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the refuge is good. I like the refuge. Yeah. But it was all like, you know, like middle aged, like married couples. Sure. Very dressed up trying to be romantic. <laughs> our seven-year-old who's watching YouTube videos. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so. Were you at the, uh, the waterway one or the one over in Creekside? I didn't know there was one on the waterway. Yeah, the one on the waterway is like the steakhouse Riveting version. podcasting. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is, nobody cares. <laughs> I don't care. I just, I'm, yeah. All right, well, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff. With me as always, Pastor Nick Nazaroff. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here, still precinct best. Yeah, so I'd like to get back to knowing more about <laughs> About <laughs> what <laughs> restaurant Elise would Yeah, because I want to know which, what's good. Which location? But they're different. All right. Uh, happy Valentine's Day last week. Yeah. yeah. Now this Happy President's Day. Yes. Oh, I don't get this one. This is a holiday. I know. You know your kid is probably home. Yes. Unfortunately. I don't get into it. Yeah. My free government child care is not coming through for me. Some of us call that school, but okay. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Whatever. President's Day. However you choose to celebrate. However you choose to celebrate. To probably nothing. Yeah. To yeah. remember President's past, present, pray for President's future. All right. It's like the, it's like the story, Sounds the Christmas like ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> you the get ghosts of President's past. Three presidents. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you're going to get visited by three presidents, which ones would you want to be visited okay. by? Um, what I want to be visited by, or do I think would be most the, likely to be haunting? Past. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, easy one. Easy Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Teddy. Teddy, not Franklin. No, Teddy's more fun. Franklin is, you know, it's like a nerd. Yeah. You know, yeah. Teddy is like one Teddy of the, was in the wheelchair, right? A, no, no. Teddy's the one who is like is national parks. Yeah. Oh, Mr. yeah. Mr. Outdoors. Big fan. Yeah. yeah. Rough Rider. Yeah. Want to go hunt a bull moose? Played by you know, Robin Williams in the yes, uh, yes. Uh, the museum movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's Teddy. So I can I get visited by he's got Robin some Williams as that. Teddy Roosevelt? That's what I want. Yeah. I think mm. uh, Taft also got stuck in a bathtub and famously had to be cut out of it. Uh-huh. I would like that he's energy. Bi- he's, he's the biggest president. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. He's probably, you know. I would. I want to talk to him about that. Taft yeah. is from Ohio, so we've got that going for us. Oh no! I've changed my strike against. Ohio has had eight U.S. presidents. Oh. Okay. We've got nothing else to do. Any, so. any other presidents? Uh, I, don't know. I, I, I was like, who, who would tell me like funny stories? Or, like, sure. you know, like would kind of like break code. You yeah. Know, of, like, I'll tell you whatever. <laughs> I think Madison. I think he's got a, a sly side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about Madison. No. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. He's, well, he's I, I think, under I think uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, LBJ. Ooh, I don't know. I've heard uh, some stories. Mm. And I think he's <laughs> got, he's got, he would, he would be, uh, you know, un- Willing to share all. All right. right. So on our ghost of President's Day past, when you get visited tonight, <laughs> you'll remember. <laughs> look yeah. for LBJ. Yeah. <laughs> and Teddy. And Teddy. And Teddy. Oh. All right. Um, Do you know, t- you know teddy bears are actually named for Teddy Roosevelt? Oh, I did know that. Yeah. yeah. Fun facts. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, winter. Well, yeah, in other places. Yeah. Not so much here. It is still technically the winter season. It's, yeah. Even if it's 80 degrees and humid rise over recording this. And with winter Stupid comes Texas. one of my favorite winter traditions. Skiing. No. Snowboarding. No. I, we, Sledding. We live in Texas. Tubing. You know, we don't do any of those Winter things. traditions in Texas. Oh, beach. It's not in Texas. Sitting on a beach. Uh, <laughs> it's not in Texas. Uh, Christmas trees. <laughs> but Minnesota, 
does a name a snowplow contest. No. Every no. Snowplow. All right. Name a snowplow. And I love it. What part of this is your favorite winter tradition? Because they're all puns. <laughs> oh, okay. So puns are your winter right. tradition. Okay, have you good. submitted any? No, I don't live in Minnesota. I mean, you, you got to like. To? I think so. Okay. Yeah. You just declare residency. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So in the past, you're some snow winners. Uh, <laughs> snow plow winners. Uh, Snowby Wan Kenobi. Oh, that's a good one. A solid, yeah. a solid yeah. lead off. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, Betty Whiteout. <laughs> Not bad. All right. <laughs> Control Salt Delete. Mm-hmm. Ah, nice. Okay. The Big Laplowski. <laughs> this is also good. Yes, yeah. okay. I like that one. Okay. A lot. Yeah. Okay. So that might so be my favorite. The Big Laplowski. Yeah. All right. So, so these are these are your winners today. The eight new snowplows, all okay. winners. Okay. We got. Um, you you can tell me which one of these. Wait. You like so there are eight new snowplows this year. The eight that they named. Oh, they named eight okay. snowplows. Yes. Okay. Do they paint the name on the side of the snowplow? I think so. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. hoping with like one of those like World War II bomber uh, right. pictures with it too. Like so with it has, the like, girl yeah. on it. Yeah. In like a like winter coat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bundled up in right. her parka. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we got, you're a blizzard, Harry. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. a good one. Yeah. Okay. We got a uh, blizzo. <laughs> eh. All right. Like, okay. yeah. Like I get blizzo. it. Yeah, like blizzo. Yeah. 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 Uh, Cleopathra. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You got to work at it, but it's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, better call salt. <laughs> okay. Nice. Han Snowlo. Mm-hmm. Solid. Blader tot hot dish. Oh, uh, yeah. Hmm? Tater, tater tot hot dish is a Minnesotan thing. Yeah. Oh, I have yeah. no idea what that is. It's, it's very, a, it's a, yeah. it's very regional. Okay. <laughs> so, that's fine. Okay. Scoop, there it is. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's solid. Yeah. yeah. Sleetwood Mac. Sleetwood those Mac. those are your eight. All right. Um, yeah. It, Sco- I think Scoop, there it is. Might take the lead for me on that one. I think you're a blizzard, Harry. Oh, that's true. That was a good I like Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Just missing the cut. Um, was Aaron Burr, sir, <laughs> <laughs> for the Hamilton fans. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Hippoplotamus. Hippoplotamus, yeah. Also solid. Okay, yeah. two solid runners up. I know. But that's not really what I'm, uh, you know, th- these are good, but but I wanted to get into this part of the story. This is the oh. important part. This was not the fun part? Okay. Lizzo uh-huh. is honored by the snowplow being named after. Well, yeah, I mean, if they named it after me, I also would be uh, yeah. honored, yeah. Sure, the Oso 6th graders, that's the name of the school, I guess. Okay. Uh, or city, who knows, yeah. Minnesota. Something, something yeah. in Minnesota, yeah. Uh, she thanks them for, they nominated her as oh, the okay. snowplow. So okay. she wanted to make sure, she, she released a video on Instagram thanking them. For Blizzo. For Blizzo. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, I like Blizzo. Yeah, She's that's fun, fun. yeah. yeah. I'm, yes. gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Blizzo is my least favorite of the of the eight that just got named. Like, uh-huh. I, I just, yeah. like it's fine. Sure, but it's fine. Yeah. The other ones I think were like funnier and more clever. But Blizzo is fine. Yeah. Good. Good, good uh-huh. for her for giving them giving yeah. them props. Because like Han Solo can't shout out props. Sure. Right. Well, well, Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford could, could. Yeah. He's yeah. too busy. But he also planes. does yeah. not care about Han Solo anymore. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. like that character's dead. I will never talk about Star Wars <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Indiana Jones, on the other hand, he's still good with that. Uh, he still got it. I know. <laughs> that Harry Ford, man. Yeah. Lizzo says, of all the awards I received, this by far is the o- highest honor to know there's a snowplow named Blizzo <laughs> that is clearing the streets of the Twin Cities right now. Lizzo said in the video, uh, this makes my heart melt or Ba-dum-ksh. freeze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Pretty good. I, you know, good for you, Lizzo. Yeah. yeah. But that's a solid thank you. Way to honor the sixth graders of What would Texas name You know, for our things? We don't have snowplows. Do we have things? We have like yeah. If we had a snowplow, like hur- hurricane preparedness trucks, <laughs> <laughs> maybe in like West Texas, like some combines. You know, oh, yeah. sure, sure, yeah. yeah. But those aren't like bought by the government. Those are like, <laughs> uh, you know, tow trucks, 
tow trucks. We could get we could name our tow trucks. Yeah. Those tow trucks are the worst. I really yeah. <laughs> they just look like vultures. Like whenever yeah. there's a car accident, just like all of them lined yeah. up in a row. Well, that's because yeah. we've created a system that. Anyway, yeah, there is yet. a there is a company, a tow truck company called Tow Jam here in Houston, okay. which I enjoy. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Look, and we could really kind of repurpose any of them that use snow. Like yeah. mm-hmm. Han Tolo is right Han-tolo. there. <laughs> <laughs> ready for it's us. It's right in front of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cleopatra is also. It's, yeah. Use already ready to go. Yeah. Great. <laughs> repurpose. That's, yeah. yeah. They aren't available. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, they're my favorite. One of my favorite winter traditions. See what the wi- see what the Minnesota snow plows are all called. Okay, so, yeah. well we'll have to check back next winter. And yeah, see what they yeah. come up with. Yeah, we've got some traditions now. We've got fat bear season. Yeah, with the brackets. We've got the snow plows. We've got the what is Sasquatch it? Hunt. Sasquatch, Sasquatch hunt. Yeah, it's like August. Is it the goat made out of like the goat the that they light goat? On yeah. Fire? goat. Yeah, yeah. Now we still have not yet wrote our screenplay on. Oh. We haven't. Yeah, come I'm on, guys. You've had it. at least two months. Yeah, we've been a little busy. A family a family movie about the you've all. The, bur- the, burning the burning of the Uvalde goat. Yeah. yeah, not not Uvalde. That's nope. not right. Nope. Gavaldi. Gavaldi. Yeah. <laughs> it's or Gavle. Gavle goat. Yavle. Yeah. Yavle. Yeah. yeah. It's. I don't know. It's Swedish. I don't right. know. Yes. Swedish. Norwegian. I don't know. It's, it's Scandinavian. All yeah. It's all the same. I'm an American. You can't. Say, <laughs> you can't say that. That's not right. Can and did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to all of our Scandinavian listeners, I'm. I would like to apologize. <laughs> uh, no apologies. <laughs> Send your politely worded angry letters to. <laughs> That's fine. Bring him in. Um, all right. Uh, let's get into our main topic uh, about mental health. Yeah. All right. Okay. We've discussed mental health before. We have. But we're going to jump back in. I have found that conversations about snowplows are very helpful for my mental health. Okay. Yeah. I feel yeah. better now than I did 10 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. Good. yeah. yeah. Not sure how that makes me feel about the conversation we're having <laughs> 10 minutes ago. <laughs> it was but all real right. boring 10 <laughs> minutes ago. But <laughs> Did not care. But now I've got some plows. Yes. Uh, my wife, who is a licensed uh, professional therapist. So shout out to her for her work in the mental whoop, whoop. health industry. What's up, Kat uh, she'll Nazaroff? Let, she'll let me know. All the oh, are we allowed to say her name? Well, we just did. Right. Okay. <laughs> we can bleep it out. What's up, bleep Nazaroff? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, well, she's been a guest on the podcast. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. She's fine. You yeah. know, a- our avid Swedish listeners know <laughs> who she is. <laughs> um, yeah, so she can also let me know all the things we said wrong. There you go. So, that sounds good. Yep. All right. Um, we're jumping into an article here from Relevant. It's been uh, a while. Yeah. Four, it, probably not too long. Yeah. yeah. I think four, myths, four myths too many Christians believe about mental health. Mm. All right. Do, are, are, do we get to try to guess them ahead of time? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't read the article. Of course I didn't read the article. Yeah. What's the fun in that? Um, so you first, would know the myths. We, yes. We've got we've got some stats here. Uh, All right. Um, 40 million American adults um, have had some sort of mental health, you know, distress okay so exactly only, only 40 million i mean there's that's a high number I was, that's probably well, I guess, yeah, that's self-reported a, but that's, a, that's of adults right that's of yeah. adults, yeah. okay so yeah. i was i was taking like the u.s population like 300 million and thinking wow 400 million seem or 40 million seems yeah but like low, yeah, but that's 70 not, yeah. of that million is right. like kids right, so, right, yeah. right. So, uh and of those 40 million uh 36 percent receive treatment so about okay. one-third receive treatment one-third of the 40 million just you know Mm, yeah pull themselves up by their own mental bootstraps well and yeah. i mean i guess one of my questions there would be what do we define as mental distress because i don't know that all mental distress requires treatment um like if you're if you're going through grief after a loss i would certainly describe that as mental distress not everybody needs to go through 
like a, a clinical treatment right to cope and to recover from grief after loss right well, there are probably some things that are always helpful regardless sure. so like therapy is always going to sure. be helpful no well, no no objection sunshine there sunshine is yeah. always going to be helpful i'm not trying to downplay the importance of therapy the, these stats are coming like, from the anxiety and depression association of america so i'm not sure yeah lost grief would be in the okay all right, right. all right all right yeah. so that's that was more my question is like what are we more like we're talking like chronic anxiety and depression yeah yeah, yeah. probably yeah so or at least you know roughly 40 million seasonal roughly yeah. 40 million american adults suffer from some sort of mental uh, health concern that should be addressed yes. with clinical help sure and only 30 percent of those people yeah. are receiving that yeah. that's a helpful way yeah. for me to understand sure. the, okay. the phrase yeah and, and depression the leading disability in ages 15 to 33 sure uh affects 20 million got out of the bracket all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah 20 million uh individuals each year so okay okay um and since 2016 uh suicide has been the second leading cause of death among individuals between the ages of 10 and 34 yeah and the fourth leading cause of death between individuals between 35 and 54 so it's definitely on the rise uh, in america and uh working with teenagers i can certainly say the pandemic and you know yeah. Uh, did not help. Yeah. Isolation right. and made all it, that made stuff. It yeah. Many, you know, worse for many kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've experienced, you know, upticks in anxiety, depression. Sure. Um, you know, in, in our own youth program. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the church, uh, and I'm not saying our church, but I think the the church. I think we can all understand that we're speaking about a universal sense of the church as has opposed to our congregation sometimes particular. not done a great job of talking about mental health by sometimes you mean almost always throughout history <laughs> yeah. has done a terrible job yeah and sure. has basically sure. said well you're either a sinner or you have a demon yeah oh you have a demon yeah yeah that's classic classic <laughs> sure sure classic sinner, church talk right sinner or demon that's right well you know you right. used to be you'd get cocaine for this so like, those were the days the good old days yeah, or yeah. like ether it, on a on a on a handkerchief you could <laughs> just sniff give yourself a whiff of that right you right. know in our defense, the church was not handing out cocaine, all right? That we know. we told you we were, that you had a demon. We didn't hand you cocaine. <laughs> we handed you an exorcist. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Who may or may not have been on cocaine. That's different. Right. Yes, it's <laughs> totally important. different. Uh, so let's get into some of these myths. Okay. okay. And again, you may, you may or may not have heard these at church. Uh, at least when I talked before the podcast, we could say we've not heard these necessarily here at Lord of Life, but we have heard these in sure, Christendom sure. before. Yes. And there are definitely people, I would bet there are people at Lord of Life who believe these. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if it's not what we're teaching, there are people who just have had this ingrained as part of their yeah. cultural okay. assumptions. About Maybe like believe it without even like kind of yeah, without knowing it. Yeah. Sure, sure. Believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Myth one. Mm-hmm. My feelings don't matter to God. Mm. That's a biggie. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. It's a very stoic faith viewpoint, right? Like, I think you'd find this a lot in maybe, not to point fingers, but the Presbyterian denomination, which I grew up in, the frozen chosen, as it were. It's very, like, you know, I guess faith over fear, denomination, faith over feelings. Yeah, Yeah, there's a bit bit of a determinist uh, bent to it, too, saying, Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, you know, everything's already been predestined for whatever's going to happen so my feelings about it it's all part of god's glorious plan so my right. feelings about it don't matter right. like, i i can see that yeah. yeah i think it's really heartbreaking but i can see yeah. it, it yeah. is i will say there's a certain like stoic comfort in it <laughs> like mm, if sure. you're somebody who's uncomfortable with feelings like i can yeah. kind of sure absolutely is yeah. stay with that but well and there are plenty of ways in which you know that kind of uh mindset puts us in a position to think about god as operating outside of our understanding of like so when terrible things happen mm-hmm. right sometimes we see the good that comes out of it yeah. right Oft- oftentimes good things come out of really terrible situations that's mm-hmm. a reality that we've all 
uh, hopefully experienced at one point or another. And so it's an easy stance for us to take. Well, God didn't care that I was sad in order to accomplish this better thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's an easy trap to fall into in right. that sta- standpoint. Even if it's not being taught to us, it's an easy just mental place to fall right. into. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you experience this hardship, but hey, all things work for the good of those who love him. Sure. You know, like mm. God's going to God's gonna bring some goodness yeah. out of that, and then we just got to fast forward to that goodness, right? Yeah. yeah. And jump over the feelings. Yeah. Or I think it also, this also has kind of a, I think a systematic thing of like, your feelings are liars, Mm, like sure you know like they're not telling you the truth your feelings Mm -hmm. you got to find facts yeah and those are presented in the bible sure (laughs) so which ironically the bible shows a god and jesus who is deeply concerned with the emotions of the people who are around them and a god and jesus who is emotional yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. like who has you know strong feelings Mm -hmm. you know like that these things are happening there so um yeah so uh I think if we, this is, here's the problem. So the author here now has the myth and then a little bit of here's the problem. Okay? I thought we just identified the problem. Well, there, this, this is, uh, well, let me get the, uh, the name here. Uh, Carly, you know. We just did Carly's job. Yeah. <laughs> we might as well write these articles, really. Which you, you probably could. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the articles are irrelevant. Yeah, I'm tough. like, you know, are they hiring? Because we could know this. <laughs> you know, we could collectively do we this. We could know this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um. So for many, this idea of invalidating our experiences uh, can create uh, us doubting God's love, power, goodness, and ultimately, you know, can correlate to the general decline in the religious affiliation in young adults today. Hmm. Um, Because I think we should express feeling better. And I think this is one of the ways maybe the Lutheran church sometimes struggles is we don't necessarily put a lot of like emotion into (laughs) our worship and uh, how we're doing things right we don't want to be because because emotion could be deceptive right like like it could be and weaponized weaponized deceptive Mm -hmm. all those things but sometimes we take that to the extreme Mm -hmm. and saying there should be none yeah like you stand there and you sing the song Mm -hmm. as monotonely as possible (laughs) Well, on pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And then you sit down, right? Like, so, like, the idea of, like... Or, like, we don't applaud for our children's choir unless they become prideful, right? So when they're done singing... We don't? This is is something that we... We joked about in my congregation growing up, not here. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the kids, when they're done singing, they sit back down and you don't applaud. Or they'll think too highly. It's it's a gift to God that they're offering. It is not, you know... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, like any kind of emotional response to preaching or Mm -hmm. music is kind of frowned upon Mm -hmm. and like, Oh, that person is like putting their arm in the air. That's weird. Right. (laughs) That's a weird thing. We don't do that. Or that person (laughs) heard something in a sermon and emotionally exclaimed an Mm -hmm. amen or an excitement. We don't do that here. We barely laugh at jokes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, trust me. (laughs) Even even funny ones. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, they're not all funny, right? Some of them do not deserve a laugh, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) The times I preach, I'm like, that was a good joke. And it was about the silence. (laughs) Right. uh, This was my best material. Yeah, that was uh, pretty good. But, um, you know, it it, it fell into the, it's not an obvious, this is the joke time of the sermons. The congregation doesn't quite know what to do with it. Yeah, Yeah. they're not like primed for it. You got to like set it up. They like jokes, not funny sayings. Yeah. Um, So Psalm 34 reminds us that God is near to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. True. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, we can definitely admit our feelings are not always 
rational. No. I think one thing I like to say a lot is that your feelings are facts, though. Like, just because your feelings should not determine what you do in a situation does not mean they're not valid. Your feeling is a fact. Validation Mm. and rational, I think, are two different things. Like, sometimes you could be feeling something that's not based in a reality. It could be based on your perception of reality. Right. But, (laughs) like, if I say a joke that I mean don't mean to be hurtful, but it hurts your feelings, that is a fact that you are hurt by that joke, right? Regardless of how I meant it. I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Right. But that doesn't but, mean that you should not be I my mean, like, friend. Like somebody could be, you know, have strong feelings of love for another person that is not based on rationality. Right. Like that's based on, you know, childhood crushes or an idealized image of another human being. Mm-hmm. That's not real. Sure. Right. So it can, it can be fact without being rational. I right. Think yeah. 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 Both. You guys are both agreeing with each other, and yet you're and acting saying, like you're not. I'm not no, sure yeah. what's happening. I disagree. <laughs> I'm just saying I disagree with police. Yeah, um, but I do think it, it is a reminder. Like even if we perceive someone's feelings as irrational, uh-huh. God, the love that God has for that person is not diminished on any level. And I think that that needs to be pushed on even more so than your feelings. Are, you're feeling a little irrational right now. Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, there are plenty of places in Scripture where you can look at. You know, King David or Jeremiah or others who are clearly upset may or may not be acting rationally in yeah. in the moment of their anger, and yet God's God's love and care and concern for them and for Israel as a nation seems to be consistent. Yeah, I think that's what we're getting at. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all seen like again somebody watching a football game like the Super Bowl. Something happens to their team, and they get so angry they throw something at the TV. It breaks it. Like that's not a rational response. But it is real. Like, it is a real feeling. Yeah. 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 All right. That's myth number one. Myth two. What was myth number one? <laughs> myth number one was my feelings don't matter to God. Okay. Yeah. Myth number two. Myth number two. I just need to have more faith. Mm. To get over your mental health? Like, if you just had more more faith, your mental health wouldn't yeah. be a concern? Sure. Sure. Yeah. That, I, I hear this one all the time. Yeah. Uh, Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. E- even from people. Like, it's... It's so ingrained as part of the culture um, that it's not something that, like I've ever preached or that they've right. ever heard taught at Lord of Life. Right. But there's just a sense uh, within the culture of, well, faithful people don't struggle this way. Like mm, that's a that's yeah. a very real thing that yeah. people struggle with on a regular basis. And it's, so uh, there are plenty of times when I've had uh, pastoral care conversations with people around mental health issues saying like mental health is mental health. Like this is the same thing as like if your doctor came in and said you had you know, a heart condition or diabetes. Like this is not yeah. something that you can just pray away or just make fit. Like this is a real thing. And God has, I believe, gifted us with resources and people who are uh, equipped with the talents and gifts needed to provide for your care in the same way that you go to a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. You go to a doctor to get medicine so that you can live a healthy and full life the way that God intends you to. You can go to a doctor to help you with your mental health as well. And yeah. there's a, ra- a real reason for that. Do you see much of people thinking that it, it's a punishment of some type that like their mental health is because of something else they did. Like, a yeah, I mean, I would say in my particular bent in the Lutheran church, I mm-hmm. see less of that because right. Lutherans just tend to think of that less, but mm-hmm. certainly I've had conversations with, um, ex Baptists or uh, people who grew up in evangelical communities who have remnants of that, that still yeah. hold on. And, and it may not come out in like my mental health, but definitely there's remnants of like, Oh, well this is, this is a result of this other thing that happened or, you know, if yeah. I could just live a better life or, you know, there's, yeah, like, definitely. An this is a of, consequence uh-huh. of, yeah. 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 And I think 
not only do we kind of say those, we kind of like we do the bad job of like in reinforcing the opposite of mm-hmm. like, look at this person who's enduring a hardship with like steadfast love of God. And we lift them up. Sure. Right. Of like, that's a what a tremendous example of faith. And then you're like, well, I'm going through this hardship and I don't have that steadfast love of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So obviously I am not an example of faith. Sure. You know, right. like that. That's kind of like um, like having that authenticity kind of sometimes removed from it makes it seem like well you're failing yeah if by having mental health anxiety depression or even seasonal grief or seasonal anxiety or depression mm-hmm. you're failing like yeah. you're, right. something has happened inside of you that is not right yeah I, th- I think one of the challenges here too is that theologically all of our health concerns you can make an argument all of our health concerns mental or physical are rooted in the fact that we are in a sinful and broken world mm-hmm. right that had we uh, been in creation the way that we were intended from the beginning in right relationship with God, none of this would be a concern. Because in theory, right, when we're raised up into new life with God, none of it will be a concern. Right. right? Yeah. And so you can make this argument that mental health challenges exist because as a people, we are sinful. And so it's a very small jump to then say, well, my mental health challenges exist because I am sinful. And it's it's easy to accidentally make that j- jump, which is not theologically accurate right right I, you can make a strong theological argument to say if we had never if if adam and eve had never taken the fruit you know we wouldn't have these concerns you can make an argument for that right uh, it's harder to say oh well your mental health is because of your sin right right but but it's easy for a common person who's just hearing someone say like oh well mental health is a result of the sinfulness of humanity mm-hmm. it's easy for them to just make that jump yeah. uh, without realizing right. making that jump yeah yeah because, I mean, even, like, in the, the physical space of, like, I have diabetes. Yeah. Like, there you could say, like, well, this is what I did to lead there. Sure. Like, I could point to an unhealthy diet that got me there. Mm-hmm. For most people. Some people don't have those yeah. points. But for mental health, there's not necessarily those touch points of, like, you did these things. This is the consequence of it. Like, there's just not. You know, yeah. You know, there's yeah. just these things. And so, you know, when we say things like, well, maybe you just need to pray about it. Mm-hmm. It kind of creates this, like, well... It's possible to pray away depression. Yeah. yeah. And there are people who are depressed who pray every day to be l- lifted from them, mm-hmm. and it never will be. Yeah. yeah. Like, the reality is it just won't. Yeah. And um, Which doesn't make prayer less important. Yeah. It just means that we're seeking the wrong purpose from our prayer. In the same way, though, yeah. people who pray every day that cancer will be lifted from them, and it just won't. Yeah. Like, that's... Uh, and that's not a lack of of power of God or, or a faith. lack of faith yeah. of the individual it's just how life works. Yeah. 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 And, you know, obviously this can create this works-based righteousness of, mm-hmm. you know, if you just try harder, you will not be ailed by these kind of mental, um, yeah. you know, mental health issues. Well, this even gets into what we talked about last week, right? As Timothy was lifting up uh, particular leaders and saying they have to be, you know, uh, have a... Well, how did I did they phrase it? Something of your household has to be in good order or something along those yeah. lines if you're going right. to be a, a leader in the church. And so there are a lot of congregations and churches now who would say you know they see your child dealing with anxiety or depression or whatever that might be and they'd say okay you can't be Hmm. a deacon or a leader in this congregation anymore right there are plenty of places that would still treat it that way Um, and that just further enhances this understanding of oh well it must be sinful even if it's even if it's done in love saying we don't want you to have to be trying to lead this congregation while you're dealing with this very serious thing at home right you could do that in a way out of love to support this person and give them the freedom to care for their family in a healthy way but it can easily be perceived as, oh, yep, see, that's that's sin again. Right. Or, yeah. Hmm. Um, Back to pseudo Paul. What are we going to do? Pseudo Paul. Myth three. 
mental illness does not exist. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all demons, right? Yeah. It's De- just demon yeah. possession. It's all in your mind. <laughs> well, which kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I mean. I don't, mm, how do I want to say this? I don't think it's helpful to look at scripture and say every person that Jesus healed of a demon was dealing with mental health. Agreed. Like, I don't think Mm. that's a helpful way to look at scripture, but I also don't think it's helpful to look at our reality now and say every person, every person (laughs) with mental health just has a demon, right? Like mental health is a real, like nobody's going to look around and say heart disease doesn't exist. Yeah. Or or like like, that broken arm doesn't exist. Like, are people still saying this? This feels yes. like a holdover from like an older generation when psychology was first kind of coming on the scene. I doubt that like, you know, your millennials in church are really holding on to some of this theology on a strong level. But yeah. there are plenty of older people in the congregation who might be, and that might be why a millennial does not feel safe and welcome to express their concerns about their mental health in sure. that congregation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, if you going to a Bible study with a bunch of uh, an older crowd and mm-hmm. you say like I suffer from depression you know like it might that would be much mm-hmm. more scandalous in that environment sure. than the kids I work with who can talk about those things fairly openly yeah. because right. they're all dealing with junk you yeah. Know. Right. Or, yeah. you know they're all acknowledging those things um, yeah you know this is maybe this idea of like well the Bible doesn't talk about depression and Jesus mm-hmm. says don't worry so how could you have anxiety <laughs> yeah not the same thing. No. <laughs> Not the yeah. same thing. And Jesus doesn't say, don't worry, be happy. Yeah. That's Bob Marley. Oh, right. That's who it was. Yep. He just says, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bob Marley finished. The right. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a little add on. Sorry. Yeah. Um, book of Bob. If I take medication for emotional distress, I will be judged. Yes. Well, I mean that some people might. I think that I think the myth here is that you'll be judged on an eschatological level, like not right. not just like by your neighbor, but by God. Yeah, I was <laughs> I like, that's not a myth. <laughs> no, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is unfortunately true in many parts of Christendom in yeah. the United States. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. Say that again. Uh, this is true in many parts of of that you that you'll be judged. You will be judged if you take medication for emotional by distress. other people. By other people. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, I was trying to clarify what we were saying was true. Yeah. 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 Do, when they say you will be judged, do they mean by God or do they mean by others? Uh, I believe this is by others. Oh, okay. Then yes, it's true. Yeah. yeah. It's not true that you will be judged by God, but it's true that people will tell you that you're being judged right. by God. Yeah. I wonder, I don't know this. I wonder how uh, Catholicism feels about uh, medication for mental health. Because I know they've got some stances on other medications. I don't know. So. Uh, I would imagine it would probably have some variance from priest to priest. Yeah. I w- would guess that like the official stance of the church would be positive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pro might be too strong a word, but it would be at least be um, positive to people getting the help that they need. Yeah, I would hope so. But I don't know. Um, yeah. um, so relevant had like a kind of a sister article attached oh. to this. Uh, five ways to actually create a positive space for mental health in the church. Okay. Oh. So, I mean, we talked about these myths that, like, we can acknowledge that, like, churches do a bad job of doing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so it's easy, I think, for some churches, and sometimes even for myself, to be like, well, I'm not doing any of those things. Right. So we're and fine. Then, I get a pass. <laughs> yeah. And, but not expressing, like, well, what am I doing to combat those myths mm-hmm. proactively? Right. I'm not actively engaged in, like, fanning the flames of them, but I'm not actively engaged in, like, right. putting them out. Right. Know, or, or, 
providing a new message to people who are dealing with mental health episodes, issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so here we go. These are five five ways that we can be, you know, assertive with these things. So number one, uh, they do not list numbers, just bullet points, which is kind of annoying. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> How bullet are we supposed point. to keep track? Right. <laughs> Barely keep track when there are numbers. <laughs> right. Uh, be mindful of the attitude we're creating around mental illness with our words. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like a throwaway. I'm game on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this does, like, when we preach over Jesus saying, uh-huh. look at the birds of the air. They're not worried. Yeah. How, you know, you have to navigate that in a in a way that acknowledges what Jesus said. Yeah. It is valuable to all of us. And yet, how can you make sure those who struggle with anxiety are not hearing this that they're, not, that they're yeah. not having right. the right faith? Right. Well, yeah. you know, so threading that line is difficult. Well, yeah. The reality, too, is that Jesus is not having a complex complex discussion about mental health thousands of years before psychology existed either right right sure. so it it's not that it's besides the point it's just i don't think that that was his angle because it literally was not a thing yet yeah, i totally agree i think yeah. the danger though is that if people hear those words and if i don't as a preacher if i don't expressly make that distinction for them yeah they hear those words and hear it as Jesus is telling me. Even if I'm not saying it, they hear it as Jesus is telling me not to be anxious. Right. So what I'm saying is that you have to call that out. Yeah, and, you have and to name not, it. But yeah. people do present that as this is Jesus's thoughts sure. on mental health. They do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's yeah. yeah. Or I mean, sometimes we'll, we'll casually throw mental health words out there without fully recognizing like how they, what they mean to those who like have mm. those mm-hmm. things. Like we'll say like, oh, I have to keep my office so tidy. I'm so OCD. Sure. I'm like that's not or OCD. The weather is bipolar. Yeah, I hear that all the time. Yeah, uh, like that's not but, what those things mean. The weather mean. is it's literally both poles of the earth. Like the sure, yeah, that's not what people mean when they say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so being careful with our phraseology on those sure. things because like, in the same way that like there are phrases around people of other races that we don't use anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah we should just be aware like yeah. the words we the words we use matter. The words we use. The words we use. And the words we use. They all matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, two, consider having your leadership and laypersons trained in mental health, first aid, or suicide preten- prevention. Mental health first aid. Not I mental th- health comma first aid. I thought you were going to say suicide pretension. It's like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> prevention. Prevention. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great yeah, idea. That is not idea. something that we've done here at Lord of Life, but I think that's a, yeah. a great and relatively easy first step. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we definitely have um, people who've contacted us with mm-hmm. issues that are bigger than us you know provided them the resources to find people who can talk them through things or or find you know um mental health professionals that can work with them and we've made those offers to many many people um but yeah i think that that this is and i think one the important aspect here is it's a trained in mental health first aid or suicide prevention Mm -hmm. not like i'm just gonna do mental health first aid or suicide prevention I've yeah. heard so many stories of pastors who like somebody has come to them with an issue that should be bigger than them, but they have said, I got this uh-huh. like because I'm your pastor. Yeah. Nope. Um, you also, are, n- if you are just out of uh, a seminary, you are not a trained. No, you are uh, not therapist, a psychologist, psychologist not a counselor. Yeah. You are a theologian who may have some skills, may have some skills in right. pastoral care and the best <laughs> pastoral care you can give to many people in crisis is to get them the help that they need. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I have had, parents ask me to talk to kids about their 
anxiety, depression, they've expressed suicidal thoughts. Can you talk to them? And I'm like, well, I can address, talk to them about faith issues and I care about them. But my wife is a mental health professional. I know the training that she has gone through. I know the expertise that she has. I do not have it. Yep. Right. And so they need someone with real skills and real training and real um, equipment to handle those things, Mm -hmm. not just good intentions. Yeah. And I know many a youth leader, (laughs) not just pastors here, have approached those things with good intentions. Many a camp camp counselors and like, oh, I've got I had this kid for four days at camp. They've expressed desire suicide. I know. I know it. I'm I, ready I, to go. I dove into that. We prayed about it for, we talked for 45 minutes and I'm like, that's not enough. <laughs> They're healed forever. Yeah, like, right. And again, I, I think there are good days. intentions behind that. Yes. But that's not, that's not how it works. Like we need yeah. some real training. So road to hell is just getting paved a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Donna quote. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's from Madonna. Yeah. I don't think it's Madonna. I think she may have said it. You're right. <laughs> it's probably not the source, but Madonna definitely said it. I didn't know Madonna said it. Yeah. Uh, host a mini conference and have a trusted mental health professionals present at your church. Follow with a Q&A session or open panel discussion to include clinical understanding, biblical perspectives, and those who've lived experience who would be willing to share. That's, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the first, the fir- that's not a bullet point. That's a grocery list. That's a <laughs> that's a real thing. Yes. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Right. Here's I'll, your, I'll plan out. <laughs> here's your action plan. <laughs> Call these numbers. Right. Ask for Bob on the third line. That was like my graduate thesis. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, have it seems like the sentiment behind this is having open discussions and forums for people to ask questions and to learn more about mental health. And for sure. And, and yep, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's make an actual bullet point out of that as opposed to the <laughs> novel that we were given. Oh, this one's long too. Look at this. Oh, goodness. See if there are any mental health professionals or trained lay persons in your congregation who would be willing to host or help facilitate a support group for those living with a diagnosis and for supportive family members. Could have been said by... Support groups. <laughs> start support groups led by trained lay people. <laughs> uh, and we do, ha- we do have do a, a grief share group here. We do. Who wrote, yeah. th- who wrote this article? Carly. No, that was the first no, one. The first this one. is not Carly. This, this is, is Carly. This is Brittany. Brittany. Well, Brittany Moses. Okay, Brittany, we're helping you out here. We're You're right. <laughs> we're bullet pointing down your bullet points. Yeah. Oh yeah, we do have a grief share group. Grief share is a national national international curriculum um, that's sold, and then they train facilitators in leading people mm-hmm. through a 13 week process as they're grieving the loss uh, of a loved one. In particular, um, the downside to grief share is that it's specifically geared for the death of a human like yeah. that that's the mm. grief that it's mm-hmm. designed to sure. to address so it's not necessarily addre- or designed to address grief around divorce or death of a pet or um, other very uh, realistic and very legitimate uh, forms of grief it's yeah. just not designed for that but we do have a grief share group here at lord of life that has been a relatively new thing and um and we have we've uh, been starting to work with uh, some mental health professionals in our congregation to explore how we can do more of that yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, not every group can exist to meet the needs of every person. Sure, you know yeah. that's yeah. just the reality. Yeah. I mean, like um, we ho- host uh, AA groups yeah. here for mm-hmm. substance abuse addiction, uh, but they don't cover necessarily gambling addiction or sure, you know, yep. pornography addiction, yep. which are very real things. But like we but not, have not, the, have their own groups that meet to address those. Yeah, not yeah. every not every concerns. group can can handle everything all sure. at once. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and number five, have Unlike the list. the movie, which can be everywhere, everything all at once, right? Wasn't that right? Uh, that movie, that movie that you like love, everything, movie. everywhere. <laughs> all at once. That's what I said. Yeah. That's, that movie can be. 
there you go. <laughs> <laughs> have a list of resources prepared and on hand for those in need of further aid or in case of crisis. Yeah, yeah. we used to have that. Ours is out of date since COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a lot of people have retired, moved on, etc. Need to need to fix that. Yeah, I, I think this definitely is a good thing, especially you know in an area like Houston, which mm-hmm. deals with hurricanes, mm-hmm. and our area, which yeah. can deal with flooding. You know, having yep. when people go through crisis, it's not just let us help you clean out your garage or, mm-hmm. you know, remove the sheetrock of your home. Here are some very real resources for you to uh, to, to find what you need. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Those are five ways. You can't help any other ways you can think of. Those are some good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think we talked about it a little bit in the words one, but I think being more intentional in how we preach and teach uh, even casually about mental health uh, mm-hmm. is really important, right? I mean, yeah. in the same way that I'm intentional about how I speak about issues around race or gender or anything like that, I, you know, being intentional about this. Yeah, I think a level of authenticity matters. I think that's mm-hmm. one thing that um, the younger you get in the church, the more you value is authenticity about mm-hmm. wh- around worship and about who, whomever is preaching or leading. They want an authentic experience, you know, and and so you know if if uh, none of our leadership has ever struggled with mental health having somebody here's a person we can uplift to speak about their experiences matters you know like yeah. that that it's not a it's one thing for me or you to say this is not an issue of faith but i don't deal with it yeah. right like right like so but having somebody who's saying like yeah i have clinical depression and clinical anxiety and i've mm-hmm. dealt with this is my lifelong struggle and right. this is how i've dealt with these things and reconciled them with my faith matter you know i think yeah. that 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 gives power to the um the listener so mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah mental health do we solve it probably not <laughs> i think we did i think it's uh all done you're welcome world <laughs> mental health is no longer a problem right. thanks to right. beyond sunday now it's just your demons <laughs> <laughs> that'll okay. be next week i right. do i do have a correction oh, oh. don't worry be happy is by bobby mcfadden not Bob Marley. What? Yeah. At least. <laughs> yeah. The song Don't Worry, Be Happy is Bobby McFadden. Oh, yeah. Don't Worry right. About a Thing is Bob Marley. Don't That's worry right. about it. All right. We need to thing. delete this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <can't> Redo it. <laughs> we can't let Take that it out. From the top. No, I can't put that out in the world. <laughs> I, we apologize both to Mr. Marley and yeah. Mr. McFadden. Yeah. yeah. On nope. behalf of Elise. On yeah. behalf of Elise, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. This will haunt her. Right. This will be her new demon. Mm, uh, do we will... have a bullying hotline? <laughs> nope. You have to call your HR rep. Oh. That sounds like it's all in your head. <laughs> yeah. Well, considering she is the HR rep, it is kind of all right. in her head. So yeah. At least that. it was. Oh, that's right. You're not yeah, our HR sort rep. Of gotta, we got to start watching what we say now. <laughs> we no longer have an HR rep <laughs> yeah. in the room. Whoops. <laughs> Well, folks, if you uh, enjoyed this episode of Beyond Sunday, you can find all of our episodes at beyondsundaypodcast.com. And we'd love to hear what you think. If you've uh, encountered one of these myths or if you can think of another way that the church could be helping people uh, who are uh, wrestling with mental illness or mental health challenges, we'd love to hear about that. You can send your thoughts to beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.